0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Great Scott Show on the app and on the stream. Joining me is our return of the walker, a jaywalker, a moon dancer.
1: Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon
0: dance. Voice of the Raging Cajuns. And uh, my friend, gosh, man, it's been ten and a half months since we, yeah, been yeah. in the studio together,
1: but, but hey, guess what? We're Lots the, happened between now and then. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit, but it's. But hey, we're in the studio together, so it's all good. On a Tuesday, no less.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't. We might not have anything new, but we might have to, you know, play a couple old favorites.
1: Uh, may have to do that. Maybe so. How are you? I, groggy. Um, you know we we pulled in from uh, Little Rock. Oh, by the time I got home, it was about three a.m the alarm for 6:30 because i had to get covid tested this morning and i wanted to have a couple of cups of coffee in me by the time i got here so that way i didn't you know fall asleep on you it wouldn't have been the first time uh (laughs) this is true this is true
0: oh scott's over there on some rant about something the pelicans did wrong i think i'm gonna take a snooze that might have (laughs) happened in the past once or twice
1: fortunately i didn't i didn't snore
0: i can't blame him. um yeah i was just talking to gary broadhead and um for, you know, you you were covering the women this past weekend because because of that added Monday game. Ian wasn't able to be there, so you just made that road trip. And uh, I tell you what, man, that to have a first quarter where you don't have a single bucket, a fourth quarter where you don't miss a single bucket, a second half where you switch to a zone, the other team doesn't expect it. It works like a charm. It was. I, I maybe I don't know how many folks listened last night, but that was that was a what a hell of an entertaining game.
1: It was very entertaining, and and you know the the switch to the zone was something they weren't expecting because Gary almost never plays. Yeah, exactly. You he, know, and 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 he decided to go with the two three, and it worked. You know, not only did they not have a field goal in the first quarter, they turned it over eight times in the fourth quarter, and still came back and won by nine. And uh, they were 6-for-6 six six from the field. And, and now it was uh, a very satisfying win because Joe Foley had lost to the Cajuns in Little Rock once in the 18 years that he's been there. Yeah. Now it's twice. What a
0: moment. And now they're atop the Sunbelt West. Uh, they're only a half game back of the overall best record in conference. They're finally at home this weekend, knock on wood, yeah. for the first time since December the 9th. Um, they have reason to be excited right now and happy. I know that uh, everybody's been dealt a ton of different curveballs. I get it in the year of COVID, but for for that team and Gary, they finally get to have a conference schedule they like. They get to start at home. Well, no, we have to redo the whole thing because of COVID. You're going to be on the road for a while. We're going to do Friday, Saturday, and okay, first two weekends on the road. Now you're at home. Wait, no, now that's postponed. Like. It has just been one thing after another. So for them, one four straight in different ways, um, I was happy for him, man. I I know how hard he and the
1: whole team has worked. I was really happy for him. Yeah, I was too, and and happy for those young women as well. Um, It it was pretty quiet on the way back. I think they were were all ready to catch a snooze. But I'll tell you, on that trip between uh, Jonesboro and Little Rock, a lot of singing in the back after they had swept uh, Arkansas State. They were a happy bunch, and I found out some of those young women can sing a little bit. So really? So great. they
0: would not be featured on a day like
1: today? Not, a, not on a day like today, no. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, just real, real happy for them. The men get the sweep as well. Yeah, I ran into B.J. Duplantis because I had to go get tested this morning. It's one of the reasons I was up early. And, uh, and he said, look, Ian got us two dubs. All you get us is splits. So we're swapping out the rest of the year. And I said, well, Gary Broadhead will sign off on that. I'll just. Uh, but no, they got. Uh, they were able to get them both. You know what I liked about that, even though I didn't see either game, is they won them in different ways. They won with a great inside game on Friday. Akub got, what, 24 and 10. Uh, and then the next day, they make 11 threes after having their worst. Percentage yeah. from three point and range. Of hit the like year.
0: Four of them. It's yeah. not something you would have thought before the game. Oh,
1: Jacoby's gonna just hit four from on the arc today. Uh yeah, that I'm sure that wasn't an Arkansas State Scouting report. But you know, you win it from long distance on Saturday, you win it with an inside game on Friday. That impressed me because good teams have to win in different ways. And they were able to do that. What's the most
0: snippy? This is a this is a transition, but one I think you're gonna like. Okay. What's the most snippy a coach has ever gotten with you, whether it be a UL coach or, or someone else in all your years?
1: <laughs> Early, when I was still working with Don, Little Rock had a coach by the name of Jim Platt. Jim Platt was a guy who was pretty mild-mannered off the court but was a crazy person. Once the game started, I mean, if you looked up axe murderer, you might have seen his picture there.
0: Jim Platt, and see now, now I got to Google and see if there's an image of him somewhere.
1: Um, and Jim Platt got tossed in a um, in a game at the Cajun Dome, got thrown out. Well, he goes to the locker room. Now, of course, these games aren't streamed. You know, Marty Fletcher is the coach of the Cajuns about 1993-94. And Little Rock makes a little run at the Cajuns. And Don makes the comment, and he meant it as a compliment, okay? But he said, Coach, if you're listening in the locker room, this team's playing pretty well without you. And he meant it as a compliment, but Platt took it as, who needs you, Platt? <laughs> because this team's doing fine. After the game, in his um, in his post game press conference, he didn't talk about the game. All he talked about was how the announcers had no class and just ripped us, and we ran into him as we were leaving, and he he said the same thing to our face. He said, I just finished telling everybody you have no class, and 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 Don went. Well, uh, Coach, can we talk? No. He just leaves. espn
0: 1420 com. So you you basically turn it into he was mad at Don.
1: (laughs) Well, no, because he said those guys. But you were more by proxy because Don was the one that said it. Don was said it, but I probably said, you know, you're absolutely right. You know? So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, mea culpa also.
0: Oh shoot. Um some folks are emailing me asking how they can hit now. The stream, the app, some of you already know that. Um, our transmitter leak to the studio here decided to uh for lack of better words, crap out this morning. It is being worked they on. They knew and, I was coming. And hopefully <laughs> it's extremely frustrating, Jay, let's put it that way. But um trying to work while uh, let me let me let me send out a link to this listener so they they at least can hear it that way. So the reason I ask you that is because our boy Coach K. Did you see this? I did see it. So Coach K, the just ever loving all class always a teachable moment. I've always said I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's not one of the greatest coaches ever. I'll, I'll do that. I'm not I've never sure. suge- I've never suggested otherwise ever. All you and I have ever pointed out is that there is some hypocrisy in how he is covered. That this idea that he always just wins with such grace, and it's and it's it's really all about teaching and nothing else, and that there that somehow Duke is the polar opposite of other blue bloods, right? right? Is that fair to say? Sure. That, that's that's a, that's a facade, right? That's, sure. That's not true. He. They they felt they're they're not ranked. They don't have a winning record. They fell to five and five with a loss to Louisville on Saturday, and after the game, he was asked this question by a student reporter, a student reporter who made the trip all the way to Louisville to cover it. Because you know what, I'm sure it's his dream. It's what he wants to do, and. The, the beginning of the audio is a little spliced, but he, let, me, let me let you hear the question here. next step forward here is for the team as you guys move
2: into another week of basketball. Yeah, why don't we-
0: okay, so again, he said, what's the next step forward for you guys? About as innocuous a question as you could expect, right? next step forward here is for the team as you guys move into another week of basketball. Yeah, why don't we just evaluate this game? You know, I'm not
3: into what our next step forward is right now. We just fought game. game. Yeah, I don't know if, like when you what what, what's your major what's your major at duke what's your hardest class econ okay so say you just had the toughest econ test in the world and when you walked out somebody asked you what's your next step uh you see what i mean does that you have some empathy and you know just give us time to evaluate this game and then we'll we'll figure out just like we Always try to do.
1: Have some empathy. Have some empathy. Feel sorry for us Dukies. You know, I I saw that on television, okay, with, with Coach K's face as well as his voice. And I listened to it again just now. Coaches love to talk to you when they win. And as long as you give them some soft questions when they lose, they're going to be fine with that too. But when you start to question what they do or when you ask them a question they don't like, they have a tendency to get really pissy. And you know what that was? That was a soft-spoken Bob Knight. That's who that was. Now, who did Coach K learn under? Oh, yeah, it would be Bob Knight when, when, you know, back in the army days. But that's what that reminded me of it. He, he attacked the messenger. What's your major? What's your hardest class? Okay. So he, now he's making it personal about him. That's classic Bob Knight is what that is. He just did it in a much more conversational tone to a student. But like the question wasn't,
0: where do you go from here? seems like a the headline he would probably write for the student newspaper where does duke go from here question mark and then have a few quotes you know at 5 and 5 the blue it was i didn't even find it to, considering most of the softball questions that were asked i didn't find it to be particularly off
1: base i uh, yes and no okay I, I i i agree with the premise of coach k that when i go into a post game press conference we're here to talk about what just happened. Um, now, if all of the other questions had been asked, and this was the last one, okay. I don't know. We don't know exactly when that question came. But um, I, I do agree that it's called a post-game press conference for a reason. Not saying that the kid was totally out of line and, oh, my God, how could you possibly ask that? I, I, I just agree with the premise that a post game press conference is to talk about what just happened.
0: Well, what just happened was they fell to five
1: and five. Yes,
0: it's weird when Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky—none of them are in the top twenty-five. Kentucky's what, five and nine? I mean, they're not even good. They're five and five. No, overall, no Duke. I think is is is. Five and five, but just I thought Kentucky was worse. Oh than no, that. Kentucky is worse. Yeah, than that. they started and, one and six. I think they're five and nine as yeah, I'm Yeah, I think Kentucky. that's right. And North North Carolina actually is. I mean, I think they've won ten games, but they're not ranked. Right. But um, they're you know they're not they're a team that that might be in the tournament, but just a weird year in college hoops. But Coach K, I mean, I don't know, bro. It's it's a it's a student. Now apparently he he called the student and apologized, and guess what? The student wrote about that. Good, he called me. Said no, but I mean, like in a in a nice way. Like it was very, it's very good of Coach K to do it.
1: You know, you remember when when Nick Saban just got all over Maria Taylor? Um, I'm not going to. So quit asking. So quit asking. And then issued a very public apology uh, about it. You know, somebody years ago said, you know, don't insult me in public and then turn around and apologize in private. That's classless, was is what the guy said. And I thought about it, and I said, you know what? That, that makes a little sense. You know, makes a little sense. So the fact that it got publicized, that Coach K apologized, I think is good, because it was very public when he got pissy. Here is that old clip you're referencing of
0: old – Old Nikolai.
1: To Anna Maria with Coach Saban. All
2: right, Coach, everyone had questions about
3: who was going to start at quarterback when this game started. What answers did you have about your quarterbacks
2: after watching both of them play tonight?
1: Well, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team. All right, so why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to. So quit asking. I hear you. I think it was her that response. That was a response. I hear you. She just
0: segued into the next. But in both instances, and more so in the Sabin one, because that was on TV. Right. And it was a lot of people were watching. I mean, the, but in both instances, the guys got, got reamed pretty good. Uh-huh. Outside of the, of course, diehard Bama defenders and diehard Duke defenders. I had one guy, Sammy. Oh, please. It's not like, I mean, what did he do? I mean, deal with it. You know, so he yelled
1: at the kid a little. One, he didn't yell. And two, Still, It's still not cool, man. He made it personal. That's what the problem was. It wasn't that he took issue. You know, he could have said, you know what? Say what I just said. A post-game press conference is to talk about what happened post-game, and I'll answer those questions. I'm just not ready to talk about that. When he made it personal, that's when he became a jackass, and that's when the Duke fans, oh, get over it, way out of line because he made it personal. I just wish, the, what if the kid had been like, well, after
0: econ, I uh, went back to my dorm and watched you guys lose another basketball game. <laughs> what if, I was saying, what if, like, I could have been a star in college if I was just asked after every test, like, have, first right. of all, the metaphor is dumb. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hold up, coach, sorry. But, well, you know, to be honest with you, this was, this was, a really important class for my major. It's one of my core courses. So I actually studied hard, and I feel pretty good about it. Or, let's be honest, this is a throwaway class. It's an elective. I didn't study at all. I was up late last night. I probably, I just winged it. I'm going to go have a beer. See you guys later. I mean, you can get some good <laughs> sound clips. You start interviewing students after their tests in college. Uh, when? Whenever I saw that, it was something I wanted to cover yesterday, but... Um, just it was it was a busy Monday and it wasn't like a big story in college sports, but it was uh it was something I was like, ooh, I have to bring this up with Jay. So Dukes Dukes hasn't missed the tournament since the
1: ninety four ninety five season. Which was the year that, that Coach K missed because he had the back right. issues and stuff, yeah. I don't think they're making it this year. You know, you're you're <laughs> right. And then you know what? You know what's gonna happen? Let me tell you what's gonna happen. It's going to be time for the tournament. And you're going to see the ACC Blue Bloods, whoever they are this year, and I haven't even looked at standings, so I don't even know. They're going to opt out of the tournament. And then, and so the tournament is going to be a bunch of teams that have no chance to get an at-large bid. Duke's going to win it, and they're going to be in the NCAA tournament.
0: So you see them win in the tourney. And, and they're going to play in it after he said early in the season we probably shouldn't even have a season this year. Right. <laughs> you know what? It would be apropos, to be honest with you. Um, all right. Well, I, here's the other thing about the tournament. I know it's a ways away, but
1: you saw the layout in terms of when they're playing the games? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't like study it or anything, but I but I did notice that they've kind of moved the days around a little yeah. bit and So and the
0: first four will be on Thursday night. Right. And just it's I don't I didn't I didn't read up as to why. I'm sure it's COVID related. But there's something about that like Thursday and Friday of first round games. Now, you don't have that Thursday. You're just going to have the Friday,
1: Friday Saturday first round games.
0: It's going to be weird. And then on Monday, you're going to have teams still playing to get into the Sweet 16. I don't know, it's just going to mess with my head. There's something about that Thursday, Friday.
1: I'll tell you something that's going to be pretty cool, though, as the tournament progresses. You're going to have the Elite Eight in prime time on a Monday night, as opposed to a couple of games during the day and at at night on a Sunday. Um, I, I think that Elite Eight is going to be really, really cool on a Monday night.
0: My favorite days, though, are those first two. Oh, I know. Like, you know, not the first four, but the first two days of just
1: madness, man. I, I'm i telling you, and, and, you know.
0: Not getting it last year. It's just, I,
1: I, I still want to have a day where I uh, uh, I just go to a sports book on that first day uh, and just sit there and watch. You and I one day. We'll just make the drive to Biloxi. There you go. Well, maybe, maybe by that time we'll have one in Louisiana. We need it.
0: We need it. Shoot. Well, then you won't have to drive far. Just. Take a day off. That um, You think there's somebody that had like already scheduled their vasectomy that's just disappointed now that they'll be sitting on peas and all they'll get is a couple of first four games? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That is like the standard go-to joke for like the Masters and the tournament. Right. right. At this point, it's almost become like a, a dad joke because uh-huh. you just go to it. But this year, it's kind of like, uh-oh, Coach K gets snippy. You got snipped. And now you just have to sit on peas and you don't get the, oh man, I I, I won't. I know someone that had one not that long ago. They have some young kids and uh, they were playing outside. And I don't know if his, his wife just forgot or what, but this was like a day or two after and he was, you know, he was recovering, but he was walking a little slower and one of his kids, who's like two, is like running down the oh, street, no. and she goes, "Run, go get him!" And he's like, "I can't run." She goes, "Why can't you run?" And I was, <laughs> I was sitting there, and probably should have just helped and run, and you know, but all I could do was just laugh. I was like, "Oh my god, this is, this is rough." <laughs> and there were like other parents and kids just hanging out outside, and. I'm just sitting there, like, oh, poor guy. Jeez, espn 1420 com. Scott Prather. That is Jay Walker. It is um, 22 after the hour on a Tuesday. Terrible tune Tuesday. You miss it?
1: Yeah. You
0: ever hear songs and you're like, this
1: this would work? I heard one like three or four days ago, and it was something that we've never played on TTT. And as a matter of fact, when we when we go to break, I'm I'm going to talk to you about it. Um, we might have to play it next week
0: or the week. At some point, we need to get together on a Tuesday and play it. And I'll come up with something new. I mean, one thing that I have this not was a, this
1: this of course was a '90s song. Okay, oh, that I that I heard. I heard I heard one from the '90s recently too. It, same thing. I was like, ooh, but th- yeah, but this thing was really bad, and and perfect. I had never heard the song before. Why don't we just play it? Well, because. We're going to have to, because I'm not. You're not certain it's safe. I, no, I, no, I'm i certain it's safe. I'm, I'm just not sure if I can remember the name and the artist. Okay. okay? Right. I think I can get it close enough to where you can find it, but next week maybe. Terrible Tune Tuesday. The greats, the
0: all-time greats, as chosen by me and Jay. Coming up next on ESP at
3: 1420 Oh yeah sales so, so. on macaron, Yeah macaron, no Sugar run sucker run sucker run run
0: show. Good morning. Scott through Jay Walker in studio on a Tuesday. So we're not going to play anything new for you today. It's been a while. It's good to have Jay and I on together. Feels right, especially on a Tuesday. And uh, it wouldn't be right if we didn't try to hurt your ears Mm -hmm. with some classics. Right. So thinking back to some uh, of our early days of TTT, I mean, there was some there was some
1: bad ones. You had some bad ones. I, know,
0: they were I mean, well, technically, they were all bad. But
1: well, yeah, and 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 it was interesting to see how terrible Tune Tuesday morphed as as we continued to do it because ninety percent of them for the first several months that we did it were songs that people would recognize that are just bad songs. A lot of them were huge hit records. And then we started finding weird stuff. You know, we found Eye to Eye and and Florence Foster Jenkins and Yoko Ono. (laughs) And I mean, it's just some weird, weird, weird stuff. And we brought Fluffy out of the closet. And um, I, I think I liked Terrible Tune Tuesday the best when we were doing, for the most part, the hit songs. Now, you happened to come up with a hit song that was huge over across the pond that I had never heard before. And I think it's one of the worst songs we've ever played, and it's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. You're welcome.
0: Yes. Yep, that would be uh, from 1989 by the artist Black Lace, Agadoo on Terrible Tune Tuesday. <laughs>
2: I gotta do, 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 push pineapple, grind coffee To the left, to the right, jump up and down and to the knees Come and dance every night, sing with a hula melody I met a hula mistress somewhere in Waikiki While she was selling pineapple, playing ukulele And when I went to the girl, come on and teach me to sway Whisper to me Yes, come tonight to the fame. The lovely
0: Push pineapple, shake the tree.
1: Push pineapple, grind coffee. You know, if it would have been drink coffee, it wouldn't, but grind coffee? Really? To the left, to the right,
0: jump up and down and to the knees. Come and dance every night, sing with a hula
1: melody. that, that, That really is one of the worst songs I think that we've played as far as hit records are concerned but
0: i don't know <laughs>
1: it's, it's got some good competition got some stiff competition well and you know the other song that we're going to play this morning is another song that was a big hit by a very well-known artist and i always keep coming back to this song because it creeps me out gross i mean it just i i could i could get i could make a very political comment but obviously i'm not going to do that but it is I don't know. It's just, the song just creeps me out. I don't know what else to say about it.
0: From 1995. Can I touch you dot, dot, dot. There. Question mark. Uh Uh-huh. By your boy. Oh, yeah, my boy. Michael Bolton. answer to the question Michael is no the, the dude gives me the creeps man. no you you <laughs> dude gives me the creeps he does ESPN 1420 and terrible tune Tuesday classics on a Tuesday here on the great Scott show I'm Scott Prather Jay both Walker, of both of now. which were played by you yeah yeah I will I will I guess take credit for those uh-huh I remember playing uh um a Vanilla Ice song as well called, I think it was just called I Love You. And the reason I got away with it is because it briefly charted, like barely, right after Ice Ice Baby, or not right after, it was basically the next song that they, they were trying to push. And it was like, it was the D version of that, which, and that's that's really gross. We had some bad ones, but I always say like, you know, Michael Bolton obviously had a lot of hits, any artist that has a lot of hits, you're going to find a few that are that are terrible. Oh, sure. But I always say if it's a if it's a, a one-hit wonder kind of band, go see what their next song was that that the studio tried to really push because it might it probably charted briefly, not in the top 40 but in the top 100, probably back somewhere in like the 90 range, but you can find some pretty horrendous songs there.
1: Very true. Mr. Terrible-tuned researcher.
0: As as someone, I learned from the best, Jay. As somebody that used to work in music radio like you, did that? how did that work back in the day? Like when you got uh, a single and it was a big hit, but the band or, or artist had never done anything, how did it usually work when you, because I'm sure you did it, you, you guys want to see, is this going to play on the radio? Do you just get it? I don't know the, I guess, hierarchy of how that all works.
1: You know, back before the days of what we called the tip sheets, where you would get, okay, here are the here are the stations that added this record this week, and and they would start, you know, and all, and it was all based on airplay. I think a lot of folks, um, a lot of stations back then, just looked at Billboard, and and once a once a song entered the charts, as they used to say, with a bullet. Um, so you made sure you had a copy of it and then you usually watch to see what happened over the next couple weeks. And if it, uh, if it continued to jump, well, you know, then you started to play it, um, especially small town radio stations. A lot of them played them even earlier than that. As soon as they got on the charts, they started, and as a result, some pretty bad songs got played. Um, you know, one song that I've never, um, we never played on on TTT. You remember there was a group called Mouth and McNeil that in 1972 had a hit record with "How Do You Do." Their follow up was something called In America was something called "Hey You Love" and it was really bad, really bad. Now and it's funny because their their follow up in Europe was a song called "Hello Ah," uh, which was a moderate hit in Europe. Wasn't a hit in the U.S., but but hey, you love was bad. What was the name
0: of that group in the sixties? Mouth and McNeil. All I can think of is Mike and the Mechanics, which they had some hits. But like, there's a lot of bands that are just called name and
1: yeah. Oh. This this was a Dutch band. They were out of the Netherlands, and uh it was a uh, you know man and woman, and uh the guy, <laughs> his name was he went by Big Mouth, and so the the and and. Maggie McNeil was the was the girl, so it was Mouth and McNeil. Big, big Todd Head
0: and the Monsters uh-huh. Just made me think of that one. Yeah. We have a, a a listener, I won't say who, that uh, just uh, emailed me and said that's not a terrible tune. As a matter of fact, I'm looking for my lotion bottle.
1: Ooh, <laughs> ooh,
0: ew! Oh my gosh. Gosh, ESPN1420.com. When we come back, a lot of Louisiana flavor in Super Bowl 55. I'll explain as we uh, we'll wrap up the show by talking a little. Right after this on The Great Scott Show, ESPN 1420 and Liquor and horse,
3: liquor and horse. The cigarettes and dope and mustard and bologna, liquor and horse. When I was down. I met a girl She was nice She was pretty and pleasing She said, hey
0: boy
3: Strikeouts
2: base hits, double place Take the field, hear the
3: roar of the crowd Come on, my lands me ghost brown Come on my lands, me ghost brown Keep hoping and dreaming at you
1: will Welcome fall. back into the Great Scotch Show Song for you. You know, you know the Marlins made the playoffs this past year, and and you know they weren't there very long. But when I would hear the, uh, when I would see that the Mar- they would flash them or I'd watch part of the game—that song always ran through my head. The roar of the crowd.
0: Cajun baseball, twenty-four days away. Wow. Rage Cajun head. Baseball coach Matt Deggs is set to be a guest on my show tomorrow. Talk plenty of Cajun baseball. Softball season starting on uh, on the 12th. Not too far away, guys. Pretty close. Pretty close. And then basketball is happening now. Uh, both teams on winning streaks, and that will continue uh, this week, and hopefully we'll have the games on the airways for you. The women here, the men on Newstalk 96.5, KPEL. Week from Sunday is the Super Bowl, Jay. Who are you rooting for?
1: Um. That's a pretty easy question to answer.
0: But right. a lot of people, I wouldn't expect to say, oh, "I'm rooting for Brady." I'm like, "Why?" Yeah, I know. What? I, no,
1: I, I've never, I've never rooted Bucks. for Brady. I never will root for Brady. And you know, um, I and I think that I've talked about this on the radio before. My mom was a huge Patrick Mahomes fan, and um, so you know, in 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 her memory, I have to root for the Chiefs. Well, um, the Super Bowl will have some
0: Louisiana flair to it. You can read more about this over at ESPN1420.com or the ESPN1420 app. i got a gallery post there. But this year, in the 2020 season, Louisiana was second in the NFL in terms of uh, most players per capita. Georgia was first this year. Now, some years, Louisiana has ranked one. Mississippi usually ranks high. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of talent in the South. Uh, but with that... You know, obviously, there's some Louisiana flair, so you got uh, playoff Lenny. You got Leonard Fournette and Daryl Williams, uh, Clyde Edwards-Elaire. Elijah McGuire is on KC practice squad. He's going to try to get another ring. Yep. Ryan Griffin, who played at Tulane, Cyril Grayson, who didn't even play college football but was a uh, track star, four-time track champion at LSU. He's on the Bucks. was on their active roster, now in their practice squad. Thicarius Keys, who was a cornerback at Tulane, is uh, is on Kansas City's roster. Kevin Minter, Teron Matthew, Devin White, some more LSU guys, and luxurious
1: Sneed, who played at La Tech. So no Sneed is good.
0: Yeah, they took him in the Sneed's fourth good. round, and he and I think he's they, a
1: good player. I think they got a bargain in the fourth round.
0: He's whenever they, it seems like he's he's had a number of sacks this year. When they want to bring pressure from the secondary, he's a guy that goes and it uh, can get there, but. Kansas City, a a three point favorite in the Super Bowl right now. Tampa's playing in Tampa, but of course it's the weird COVID year, and so it doesn't. They have will a home team ever host a Super Bowl? It it doesn't have that same, I guess, zing to it that maybe we we always expected it would if it ever happened. It's kind of like it happened, and in this year with all the craziness, it was just like, well, yeah, that kind of seems about right with the COVID season. <laughs> Think it makes any difference at all? You think it helps Tampa at all in this? A little? Uh, no,
1: I do. Uh, I do because they—that's um, th- a, a surface they're—they're they're used to playing on. They—they um, they probably know more about you know how the how the elements are and and how to play through elements. And while there's not going to be a huge crowd there, it's going to be predominantly a Tampa crowd. So yeah, no, I think it helps them. I don't think it helps them like it would in a normal year if the Saints were in the Super Bowl and it was in the dome but but no it's going to help them this was fun yeah you want to do it again sometime uh how about next Tuesday bring a song I promise uh, I'll bring a song and I promise that I'll have more than two and a half hours sleep
0: looking forward to it Jay thanks for coming in man
1: thanks man Steve peliquin's next will be on
0: the game on esp at 1420.com
3: do let the hot dogs on the steak. The drinks are living fresh. Just over the back of the back In the king size bed. Ooh. Fifth World okay, Queen, let's do the do. Oh, listen to the Neil Warwick singing deja vu. This is a dream that I was through. Don't go breaking my heart. Don't go breaking. Too hot for the cheese. F you and That's what you want to do with your baby. Yes, Let's go to the park after dark the... ride. M-7-7 and get on your knees. Be behind you at Tommy Doggy. Mm. Then go to the movies. Mm. I don't care which movie. Oh. I just okay. want to get some popcorn. Make it so